Know Your Food with Warty, episode 108. For links and more, visit the show notes at knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 108. Hey everyone, welcome to Know Your Food with Warty. I'm Warty in Southwest Oregon, a traditional food blogger at ganalfglins.com and knowyourfoodpodcast.com. I'm glad you're here. This is the podcast where we're all about ditching those poisonous processed foods, breaking free from the conventional food paradigm, and instead embracing whole foods raised, saved, and prepared with traditional methods. It's fun, it's delicious, and it's healthy. You're on your way to looking good, feeling good, and most importantly, doing good. Let's start with a tip of the week, and this comes from Katrina, who's a reader and member of Traditional Cooking School. She says, I have a system of putting audio Bible chapters and hymns and other info I want my girls to learn on iPods for them, and they listen to it every morning. Bonus is that then I get about a half hour of quiet time for me, too. She says, I'm not a morning person that can rise before them, but I do want my morning quiet time, and that's why they have it and she has it together. She also says, we have the hymns and readings coordinated to the family worship time we do in the evening. I'm amazed at how my girls, who are 2, 4, 6, and 8, can recite whole chapters and how well they are retaining it. I have so much to do with all the homeschooling, traditional cooking, cleaning, farm life, etc., that it is huge to have them learn and not have to teach it to them. Well, I think that is working smart, not hard, because you are teaching it to them. You're just preloading it up on their iPods and um, kind of coordinating your family schedule and the extra sleep you need also to prioritize your own quiet time. Oh, I just think it's a fabulous tip. So thanks, Katrina. And everybody else, um, if you find this helpful, I'd love to have you stop by the comments and say thanks to Katrina um, and any other ideas you have about this. The comments are open at knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 108. And our listener question today comes from Naomi M., who's having mayo troubles. She says, I've been trying some stuff from your e-booklets or e-books that I purchased from you. I'm doing well with most stuff, but I do have a long way to go in being successful. And I want to say, Naomi, so do we all. I'm wondering if I might get some help from you in making mayonnaise. I am totally horrible at it. I've started with just one egg yolk and done okay. It never seems to get very sturdy. It's always kind of thin and runny. Then my latest fiasco was putting it in the food processor. Well, it was going along okay, and then boom, it just immediately liquefied. I'm discouraged. Any help? Okay, Naomi, I do have some help for you. First of all, do you do just one egg yolk? I'm not sure because you said you started with one egg yolk and you work up or if that's where you stop. Well, definitely aim for at least three egg yolks. Um, It's possible that your food processor is just too harsh um, and that you might need to use a warm bowl and whisk by hand or something that's slower, like maybe a blender on a lower speed or maybe you have a hand blender on a low, like a stick blender on a low speed that you can do in a quart-sized jar. So you might want to investigate the speed of your equipment because if it's too fast, it can be too harsh for the oils. And that's, that was the second suggestion. The first one was about how many egg yolks. And now if you've gotten to the point where your, your mayo has like separated, you know, it got thick and then it went back to liquid, there is a way to fix it. You could try simply um, whisking in another egg yolk. If that doesn't work, then what you can do 
is um, empty your bowl. If it's a food processor, a blender, whatever you're using, empty it. Put three more egg yolks, and it's very important that all these ingredients are room temperature. So I didn't say that before, but make sure of that. So put three more egg yolks in your bowl, whatever you're using, and blend those up. Then slowly add the uh, liquefied mayo that didn't work before. It's possible that the three additional egg yolks, and starting from scratch, going slowly, the oil a little bit at a time, you will most likely fix your mayonnaise and, of course, not waste it. So um, let me know how that goes at the show notes, knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 108. I hope it fixes your mayo. Hi, I'm Wardy, a traditional cooking expert and food blogger at ganalfglins.com. For years, my family struggled with food-related health problems, but we don't anymore. And I'd love to show you that preparing whole foods with traditional methods is easy, delicious, and super good for you, too. So just go to traditionalcookingschool.com free, and I'll show you how easily you can do it, too. I'll give you five free videos that include my favorite traditional cooking techniques, plus printable at-a-glance fact sheets as a handy reference. So, if you're ready to start looking good, feeling good, and most importantly, doing good, then visit traditionalcookingschool.com free today. Well, we are at today's topic, which is nourishing breakfasts. I have a bunch of tips for you. Uh, the reason I decided to talk about this was because last week I talked about starting your day with this, and um, I gave you some great tips about starting your day the night before, being intentional, getting ready, purposing to get a good sleep, what to do the first things in the morning. Um, and we got to the point of you know the day starting with the eating and the family activities and all that. We didn't really cover breakfast. I wanted to save that out for a separate podcast. So today we're going to talk about nourishing breakfast, which is the second part of starting your day right. And um, I'm going to start with some don'ts. Okay. So don't number one is don't skip breakfast entirely. (laughs) The worst thing about this is you just increase your chances of overeating, especially the wrong foods like starches and sugars later in the day. So don't skip breakfast. Um, This also has a profound impact on your body's processes. And one of the most important one is hormones. Um, You need breakfast, especially protein, to get your body producing serotonin. Serotonin is a very important neurotransmitter. And if you skip breakfast, then that means your body isn't producing adequate serotonin, has to play catch up later in the day. And by the end of the day, you need an ample supply of serotonin in your body to be um, converted into melatonin, which is important for sleep. So if you are skipping breakfast, you're just kind of setting yourself up for a bad night's sleep. It has a profound impact hours later because it's important for your body's processes. And by the way, I'm referring, um, I'm getting a lot of this information from the book, the from the book The Mood Cure by Julia Ross. I'll have a link to it for you in the show notes at knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 108. So the first thing about breakfast, a nourishing breakfast, is don't skip it. Um, Don't number two is don't skip protein. We need 20 to 30 grams of protein three times a day to produce and, you know, for muscles, for hormones, for everything our body does. And as I just mentioned, serotonin is very important. 
So you definitely want um, a breakfast that has an ample source of protein. Um, if you skip breakfast and you eat your protein later in the day, that can help you play catch up, but it's almost like you can't catch up. So it's really important to do it first thing in the day because that serotonin is important um, for the day and also to be converted into melatonin for the night. So if you skip the morning breakfast or you skip the protein in the morning, you're going to be at a deficit. Okay, uh, the third thing not to do is don't neglect water or liquid. Um, so water, why I said liquid is because it could become in the form of like yogurt that has a lot of liquid. It could come in the form of tea, straight water. It could be the lemonade water I told you about in last episode. Water is important, so don't neglect your water. We lose water during the night. We wake up somewhat dehydrated, so we need to replenish. So whether you're doing it first thing in the morning or you're doing it, you know, like first thing in the morning to have a, a glass of water like I do, or whether you're having breakfast right away, make sure to have that water. Replenish. I aim for three to four cups within the first hour of waking. And if I'm not eating breakfast in that first hour, I'm still drinking about a quart of water. Just this alone can help your digestive system. Um, it can keep you alert and productive, happy. Um, it can keep your um, bowels regular. It has a lot of effects. So don't skip the water. That was number three. Now, um, the don't skip or the don't number four is don't only drink coffee for breakfast. Uh, again, this comes from Julia Ross's book, The Mood Cure. She says that her main objection about people drinking coffee is that they drink it first thing in the morning and then they end up skipping breakfast because coffee has a strong uh, or it's a strong appetite suppressor. So that means you're not getting the quality protein, you're not getting the nourishing fats, you're just simply starting your day on coffee. You're not replenishing and adding nourishment to your body. Um, so definitely don't just drink coffee. If you are a coffee drinker, have it with breakfast or after breakfast, but not instead of breakfast. So that was don't number four. I'll have a link to you, link for you in the show notes at knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 108. Actually, two links. One to the, the Mood Cure book by Julia Ross. Another to an article at uh, The Healthy Home Economist, which is called Why You Need to Change When You Drink Coffee. She's making the same points I just made that Julia Ross makes in her book, that um, if you're going to drink coffee, if you love coffee, just don't replace your breakfast with it. Have it later. Have it after breakfast or even with breakfast. Okay, so those are the four don'ts. And I'll just review. Don't skip breakfast. Don't skip the protein. Don't neglect your water. And don't only drink coffee for breakfast. I don't want to just leave this episode at the don'ts, though. I want to give you some good, bre nourishing breakfast ideas. Uh, one theme you've already heard here that I've mentioned, um, it's not only important to have breakfast, it's important to have protein because our protein needs, um, you know, 20 to 30 grams three times a day. And that's just for normal activity. If you're like a bodybuilder, you may need more to keep, to keep building muscle. Um, so when I've been thinking and preparing for breakfast ideas to share with you, kind of, um, Top of my list was uh, ideas that have adequate protein. Now, we're also in all these things, there's good fat, and there may be, um, you know, carbs as well. And I, I'm focusing on um, traditionally prepared starches, like sourdough or soaked. 
So you're going to see that come up in all these ideas. So let's start with one that's my favorite because it's pretty much what I have every day for breakfast, and that's a smoothie. And I really do it, you know, all four seasons. I just love it. We make homemade yogurt, quite a bit of it, with our herd share milk. Um, and it's one of, the, one of the only ways that I consume milk. I don't drink milk I'm, and I don't have anything against it, obviously. We talk a lot about raw milk here, but I've never been a milk drinker. But I've been a yogurt lover my whole life. So with such good milk, we make great yogurt. Um, so I have about three cups of yogurt every day for breakfast. Um, and I make a smoothie with it. And actually what I do is I make the yogurt in quart-sized jars, and so then I just use our stick blender, and I just blend it all together right in the quart-sized jar. Uh, so this is what I do. I just have the yogurt. Um, I sweeten with stevia, and I add some lemon or vanilla extract, and that's a very simple uh, smoothie right there. Um, you can also add protein powder. Not any protein powder, though. You want a non-denatured protein powder. So the one I recommend is called Vital Whey, um, and you can get it at Radiant Life, or you can find it on Amazon.com. I'll have a link for you in the show notes to the one that I recommend. So because I weight, because I lift weights, um, I do add protein powder to my smoothie most of the time. There's so many variations on smoothies. You can check out Traditional Cooking School blogs. I shared a superfood smoothie mix where no matter what you're adding to your smoothie, if you're doing it repetitively over time, like if you're always doing gelatin or collagen, cocoa powder, whatever, sweetener, you know, all these dry things, um, hemp protein powder, chia seeds, you can make a mix with everything in the right proportions, and then you're just adding, you know, however many scoops of your mix to your smoothie instead of measuring out half a dozen different ingredients. So I'll have a link for that uh, to that for you in the show notes as well. So you can, you know, get on the smoothie track if that sounds appealing to you. Other things for your smoothie, fresh or frozen fruit. Um, instead of the stevia, you could use honey, maple syrup. I keep mine lower on the sugar, um, because I find that's very good for me to keep my allergies at bay and my, um, my like, um, you know, my mood's good. <laughs> Just all of life is better if I keep the sugar down. So I, I use stevia. Okay, so that's the smoothie idea. Um, pretty much you can take it many, many ways. And that, um, that th th that's really delicious and very healthy. So um, other ideas for you. So let's talk about eggs, okay? Eggs don't have to be boring. In fact, we have an article at Traditional Cooking School, Never Be Bored by Eggs Again. You can get it at knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash notboringeggs, with not boring eggs being one word. And we share all kinds of ideas for eggs. So, of course, there's a simple eggs and toast. You can fix your eggs however you want, sunny side up, poached, scrambled, you know, cooked all the way through, crispy, soft, with cheese, you know, lots of ways to fix your, you know, eggs. You can also do omelets. You can do quiche. You can do frittata. You can add raw egg yolks to your smoothies. You can have hard-boiled eggs if you just know there's a day that you've got to eat breakfast quickly or on the road. So lots of ways to do eggs. And eggs are a fantastic breakfast. They're like this perfect food. They have the fat. They have the protein. Um... And, of course, get good quality eggs. So, once again, more ideas on eggs. You'll find it at knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash notboringeggs. Some other nourishing breakfast ideas for you. 
This is a great one. You could make it ahead of time. You could also you know, start soaking it the night before and then bake in the morning if you have that extra time. It does need about, oh, I think it's 45 minutes to an hour to bake. So this is one where if you're rising before the family, this is a good one to do. If you're not rising before the family and you all need it at the same time or you're traveling, it's one to bake ahead of time because it's actually very good uh, cold or at room temperature. And that is baked oatmeal. You can find my recipe, knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash baked oatmeal. It's an apple cinnamon. It's delicious. It has a lot of eggs. Um, so that's why it provides adequate protein. And if you want to reduce the uh, sweetener, um, you could sweeten to taste with stevia. Um, you can have it with milk, like broken up in a bowl and pour milk over top of it. You could have it with yogurt on the side. And the good thing about yogurt is you would, um, you know, not add additional sugar because the lactose is fermented. And, um, you know, the yogurt has the probiotics, it has the beneficial acids. And you could also, you know, like doctor up your yogurt a little bit with some complementary extract flavorings or fruit. I mean, you could actually do your a smoothie, smoothie with the baked oatmeal. Another idea for you is a granola bar. And um, I don't mean a granola bar like you hold in your hand, bar. I mean granola bar, like salad bar. Um, we like to do these with pre-soaked oats. So pre-soaked oats is where you take your rolled oats and you soak them in acidic water ahead of time. Then you drain without stirring or anything because you don't want to uh, release starches. Starches make them um, like really glue together because the next step is where you spread them out on dehydrator trays and dry them. So you're returning them to a dry state. And um, if you had agitated them when you were draining them, then they sort of glue together. So you just want to drain them without any agitation so the starch doesn't like turn into glue. And then you have your granola bar where you set out on the counter or the table. You've got your pre-soaked oats. You've got whatever fruits are in season or dried fruits. Um, so that would be your toppings. Other toppings would be like shredded coconut, chia seeds, um, chopped nuts or other seeds and you're just arranging all this stuff along with your desired sweetener stevia maple syrup honey you've got um, raw milk or yogurt and everybody and and um, seasonings spices like you could put cinnamon or nutmeg out there and everybody is just dressing up their bowl they've got a bowl they fill it with the oats they put whatever fruit nuts seeds toppings on it and then they add yogurt or milk that's what we call a granola bar that's like a salad bar for breakfast. It's delicious. It's wonderful to take on the road or for summer when it's hot and you don't want to cook. It's really a refreshing breakfast. Okay, another idea for breakfast are Lara bars, but homemade Lara bars. We do our Lara bars where we've uh, soaked uh, the nuts and seeds, so the enzyme inhibitors have been um, neutralized, so they're very good for your digestion instead of stopping your digestion. Um, so I have a recipe for you at knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash Lara Bar. That's where you can see how I do it. And Lara Bars, because they're based with uh, nuts and seeds, have great protein and fat. And then you're blending them with fruit, so they do also have the fruit sugar. Okay, here's another idea for you. If you um, are a member of Traditional Cooking School or you have our Sourdough A to Z ebook, you know about our Sourdough Impossible Pies. Well, these are wonderful. And I mentioned this in um, podcast 106, uh, no-weight sourdough. This was one of the no-weight recipes. 
Well, our impossible pie is where you take your sourdough starter and you whisk it up with eggs and baking soda and salt. And if you wanted to add spices like cayenne or something, you could too. And you take that batter and you pour it over toppings in your cast iron skillet that's well greased. And the toppings are, you know, it could be as simple as onions and cheese or it could be like peas and tuna. And then you bake it for 45 minutes, uh, 30, 30 to 45 minutes, and it's at a fairly hot temperature like 400 degrees. I may be off on the timing. And then you have this pie. Well, it's very portable when we go mushroom hunting or um, we go for picnics. I will just literally take the cast iron, you know, pre-cooked pies with us in the truck. And then when it's time to eat, we just cut and serve. Um, You can do these for breakfast. So you could do it the night before or if you are getting up an hour before the family, you could literally in five minutes pop it in the oven. And so just think about what would be good for breakfast. Like you could choose a breakfast meat protein source like sausage. Um, we, we do often a homemade sausage mixture where we take our ground beef and we season it up like with sage and marjoram and summer savory and salt and, you know, things that make it sausagey. Um, so you could do that. You could do onions, cheese. You know, think about all those omelets. You know, there's... There's omelets that have like a Tex-Mex. Well, you could do this in this impossible pie. So I'm just going to stick with the uh, sausage example. But you brown sausage and onions together, take it off the stove, um, you sprinkle with cheese, you pour the batter, and you bake. And then you have this uh, sausage, you know, breakfast pie bake. It's like a quiche, but, you know, you have the sourdough batter. Um, So, you know, think about variations on that, where you could do maybe cheese and onions inside, and you could crisp bacon separately, like little pieces of bacon, and then you could um, top the pie with that. So many ways you could take it, but an impossible pie would make a great breakfast, nourishing breakfast. So I've come to the end of my ideas. I do have one more resource to tell you about, and it is... um, It is a fantastic breakfast book. It's from my friend Tiffany Crumbs at Don't Waste the Crumbs. It's called High Protein, No Powder. She has this fantastic book. It's a 150-page ebook, and it gives you a lot of information about, like, the dangers of commercial protein supplements, and it teaches you how to make your own protein bars and protein smoothies with real food without processed powders. So the reason I love this book so much is because it's focused on um, high-protein meals, and I think primarily breakfast, but it shows you how to do it without commercial processed protein powders. So you're using real foods. Uh, so there's 34 recipes in there. There's nutritional charts, substitutions. There's all kinds of things. You can find more information on that if you go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash powder. Um, I highly recommend that book. So come to the end of this episode. I'd love to hear from you your nourishing breakfast ideas, any do's and don'ts that you have about breakfast to start your day right. So you can visit the show notes at knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 108. And I look forward to hearing from you. God bless you all. And I'll see you all right back here in about a week. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope to see you again soon. Let me tell you what you can do next. You can visit the show notes for this episode. Just go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash And then, without a space, just type the number of this episode. You'll get links and much more information about what we've been talking about. 
you can submit questions for future episodes. I love to answer your questions on the air. So go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash questions to submit them. You can stop by traditionalcookingschool.com to get five free traditional cooking videos from me. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the podcast app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Know Your Food with Warty while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop, go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash iTunes right in your browser. While you're there, please do leave a rating or review. I love to get them, love to read your comments, and they're invaluable to help other people find this podcast. Thank you so much.